Hi, welcome to Story Guts. I'm Alice Lai. And I'm Molly Curran. And this is where we explore what the stories we tell tell about us. Yep. Thanks, uh, Molly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after several weeks of doing a lot of very spooky themes and stuff mm-hmm. like that, yep. we've pivoted. Pivoted. <laughs> um, no, it's it's winter, so we thought we would, you know, start doing some wintry themes mm-hmm. and in fact i think for this first episode um i guess in our winter block it'll be um <laughs> it'll be snow and winter more generally really as our as our theme right yeah i think uh i thought it would be pretty interesting to sort of just look at um like snow like the first snow as experience winter as an experience we're not making any game of thrones jokes about that i cannot make that promise mm-hmm. Okay, but we, we so far we haven't, which I think is like good enough in okay. our media saturated landscape. <laughs> like, um, so we are coming to you from uh, from Michigan, where we have not current we do not currently have any snow on the ground, um, nor have we really had much. We had a little bit. We, we've had some some we had a snow, a little yeah. bit of snow on the ground, some but ice rain. I'm told to expect at some point a large amount of snow. Like more this year than other years, or just well. Last year was a very mild winter, so with not a ton of snow. So people, I don't know, maybe it's just superstition, but everyone I talked to was like, I think this is going to be a bad one. I think this is going to be a bad so, one. So this is actually my first year in um, Michigan, so I don't actually know how much snow to expect. Like when they say bad one or good one, is that measured in like feet of snow on the ground at once? Like, Well, okay, here's something. I've been told that in a quote-unquote normal Michigan winter, um, there is often snow on the ground continuously from mid-November until mid-March. Okay, sure. I but, mean, at varying levels. Right, but like, it's been, it's we're past mid-November are, now. So, so it's going to be either extra mild or there will still be snow in May. Or, I mean, I think the real fear is like, it won't be snowy it'll just be bitterly bitterly cold which is just the worst of every world yeah yeah i mean but the nice th- nice part about well there really is no nice part about the bitter cold yeah no um not especially if there's no snow snow is like really the only redeeming feature of the bitter cold <laughs> right which is i guess why we're talking about snow in winter and not just being cold in books it's not pe- writers don't find their uh imaginations particularly sparked by freezing to death that said there is an amazing portion in the secret history which i think we talked about last time i mean we talked about secret history oh, last time on our right yeah yeah we did, we did talk about secret um, history and there is a like just random section in the middle where the main character is like living in this house in uh i don't know they're in new england somewhere and there's like no there's like a big hole in the roof and it's just like him describing like how he nearly froze to death. Multiple and just times. like yeah, just, just like, like talking about how cold he was this whole his whole winter. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Let's uh, let's let's just use that as jumping off point because we can talk about the left hand of darkness and when when they're going across the Arctic Pole mm-hmm. where they have to like run. So I guess I'm sort of belying myself. Like bitter cold does come up, but usually the in a life or death, like I think I think what's very interesting about cold is that you, you the descriptions you read about it, it's always like first you feel really cold and then like you just really want to sleep. So it doesn't. It stops being just uh, you versus the elements. It just becomes like you versus the natural inclination. Just curl up and like take a nap. Um, well, and that is your greatest enemy. So. Yeah, I mean, we we're we're recording. We would have recorded this earlier, but um, I took like a. I ended up taking a three hour nap this afternoon. So, whatever. I you mean, know. it doesn't matter. You're you you're listen you listening to this podcast exists outside of our understanding of linear time. Whoa. So, um, yeah, but I think I think you're right when you say like the extreme, like the extreme freezing. Um, a lot of that is um, it's about the extremity, right? Mm-hmm. It's about like I went to the Antarctic and my nose fell off or whatever. Right, I lost a few toes. Right. Um, and I think what's or like oh my god, this is not really literature, but I want to share this anecdote. It was horrifying. It was basically about how. Um, you know when people try to discover a Northwest Passage, like by sailing up and around Canada, um, and it's never worked because it was a, so it was frozen most of the time. Blah blah. So what happened a lot was like a ship would go up halfway and just get trapped by winter. Like the it was just the sea would freeze around them, and then they just have to try to decide whether they will want to wait it out, which could take months, if not maybe even a full year, or they like strike out towards land with a caveat that like they're not sure how far they'll have to go. Um, so there's these stories, like, I was reading the stories of, like, all these, um, Inuit and just, sort of, like, uh, far, like, these tribes living up there with stories of basically, like, these frozen, like, these, like, primal frozen men just, like, wandering out of, like, the distance. <laughs> and there's this story of, like, basically, like, three of them show up, they, like, they're not, they, they don't appear, like, sentient, they're people, but, like, they're not really reacting to stimuli or whatever, so, like, Everyone's like, this is real freaky. We're getting out of here. So they, like, put them in an igloo. They put, like, a few seals in front of them. And they're like, we're leaving. Bye. You so, mean, like, seals? like? Yeah, yeah. Like, some oh, freshly... Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I didn't know if you meant seals, like... Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Just, like, some food for them. Because they're like, you know, we're not monsters. We're just, <laughs> just kind of freaked out. They come back. They find that these people have eaten each other, leaving the seals untouched. Like... I'm like, oh, that's so spooky. Yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, so I any- guess that's, like, very Donner Passage, too. I yeah. Mean, I think they actually did run out of food in that instance. I played I played a role-playing game where, over two days, where we basically, pre- like, like there was a one-person, control John, controlling it, and then, like, we all... It was basically a Donner Passage. Like, yeah. landlocked, polar bears. Yeah. Why do we always end up talking about, like, gross, spooky shit? I think it's just... <laughs> It's it's just very it's where my mind is and I have no compunction about bringing it like into the podcast because I'm like you know some air is better than dead air. Happy winter, happy holidays. Let's talk about cannibalism. Yeah, well, okay, this is just a little little light cannibalism. Why do you think candy canes are red and white? It's snow and blood. Oh my god. Um, but anyways, so I guess we after proving my well, basically, yeah. Ice, cold temperatures, and death. 
I was also going to talk about Mount Everest and stuff, but I feel I feel like we're we're sort of going into like Alice's fun fact corner and not <laughs> story cuts. Well, we can we can sort of circle back around to that if we run out of things to say. <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right. Keep it, you know, keep it on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, okay, let's maybe, like, shift gears a little bit and talk mm. about winter slash snow as um, a positive thing. Yeah, yeah, to begin absolutely. With. Mm-hmm. I think we can talk about it as a negative or other thing. But I think, like, it is also often depicted as this incredibly sort of magical, mm-hmm. um, beautiful time, you know, sparkly snow and, yeah. and, and so I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, you know, the the... Cat Tooth Kid goes out. It's like, look, mom, it's snowing, and then like Jingle Bells starts playing in the distance, but only like the the Jingle Bells. I mean, and it's it's also the it is it's the fact that you get you know the world gets blanketed in this like fresh white layer that covers up all the dirt and all the whatever, and right. it seems beautiful and pristine and untouched until you know like it melts a little bit and you walk on it and then it's just disgusting. but we just never see that part. I was gonna say Jack Skellington when he's like. Yeah. What's this? What's this? That's like a very, um, very like Christmassy sentiment. It's yeah. sort of like, oh look, it's snowing, um, and you you really do you really never do see the parts where it's like um, when the snow melts a little bit, or like it's like tail end of winter, you get like these snow scabs mm-hmm. of like just like dirty ice, just like in like the shadows. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much what every winter I've experienced is because mm-hmm. it's rarely snow on the ground all winter. And so it's just a lot of, yeah, I mean, it, mush it's, and it's mush or like once it gets like a little bit warmer, spots, yeah. there's like the, like the, the piles of snow in the parking lots. Right. Where it's very, been plowed. Yeah. 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 Like you, you, and that's like the last, and it's, there's a lot less, um, there's a lot less to do with, I mean, I, I always think about this just from my perspective as a second generation immigrant about like the, the constructed cultural value of snow, snowmen, Christmas. Like it's always very um, interesting to me. But on the other hand, like I'm also distanced from like what does snow mean to like people in Taiwan. Like I do remember once we visited like this this mountain, which is like one of the only places you could see snow. But it, it looked like snow, but the thing is, it was, like, ice. It was just, like, mm. aerated ice. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, one of those, yeah. So, it's, like, very hard, very chunky, very beautiful, but, like, you couldn't play, if you, like, threw a snowball at someone, you'd probably, like, knock them down the mountain or something. Like, it wouldn't <laughs> be a harmless prank. Right. Um, you couldn't make snowmen out of it. You, so, that, like, that, like, fluffy snow that we sort of think of as, like, the quintessential snow. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And probably places where, like, snow is omnipresent, and probably that is more what the snow is like, right? Yeah, like, if it gets, I mean, if it gets cold enough, and that's sort of what we have here when you have, like, repeated, like, it melts a little, and then it freezes, and then Mm -hmm. you have, like, the bad snow. There's many (laughs) types of bad snow, but that's particularly bad. Many types of bad snow. One type of good snow. (laughs) There's, like, maybe two types of good snow. (laughs) Um, yeah, so this, this sort of, like, fresh, fallen snow feeling where snow is special, where it's not something that you get all the time, um, I think, I think is kind of its unique, its own unique, I don't know, trope or... Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. a, it's like a, a moment that I've seen a lot. I think sort of, like, the quintessential, um, one for a lot of people is on the show Gilmore Girls, which you've never seen, I I've never seen it. 
Um, well, on the show Gilmore Girls, there's oh, the main character named Lorelai Gil- Gilmore, um, and she has a thing where every time it's the first snow of the season, she gets very excited and she goes out into it as it's snowing and, um, you know, and it's because it's this idea that it's it's like a fresh start and it's just like it's this like beautiful magical moment. I'm I'm like a hundred percent sure the word magic comes up. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah, and I'm... and and. Yeah, it's like it just like wipes everything clean or something to think, that degree. No, no, I think that's like very, very much part of it. Like very much part of like the first snows. Like um, the land is like quote unquote blanketed. Like it's it's sleeping. It's like you're you get a fresh start. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of the appeal of winter. Is like um, you're getting ready for the new year, and that's mm-hmm. something that's always been just so alluring. Like that's something that's always been very like this is the year, like, this year is the year that I'm going to learn to love myself or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I think there is a part of us, or at least of me, that just, like, likes really beautiful, sparkly things. <laughs> okay, yeah, and, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what so I still remember a few years ago, um, I was living in Nebraska at the time, and... I woke up, it had not really snowed much, um, all so far, um, in the winter. And then I woke up on Christmas Eve and I like happened to glance out the window and there was just like probably, you know, three or four inches of just beautiful untouched snow on the ground. Cause nobody was expecting it. It was just this sort of like unexpected, like snowfall that came. And it was like, I was like, Oh my God. Like I got emotional about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> In a way that I think is um, uh, definitely culturally scripted, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make it not real. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I I know what you mean. Like, I think, um, like, uh, I have a lot of like bugaboos <laughs> about like not knowing the cultural script, but that doesn't mean like someone who like you can't like react to it. Like, and like, yeah. Um, so, like, what other what are some other places I guess that this comes up in, uh, like, in stuff you've seen? Like you said, Gilmore mm-hmm. Girls. I'm trying to think. I feel like it's 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 um you see it in sitcoms too. Maybe not this exact thing, but um, I I'm thinking of there's there's this trope of like a lot of sitcoms are set in I don't know. Or a lot of shows in general are set in places where snow doesn't happen, like California. Or oh, I was gonna say New York. A lot are in New York where snow does happen. Um, so put aside the ones set in New York, but like what's <laughs> okay. like California where snow is not a thing. I feel like it's always it's always a thing that snow is not a thing. People mm-hmm. talk about it, um, and I remember very distinctly there's an episode of New Girl where um, the main character Jess by accident does not get. Um, Selected for a Secret Santa, so she doesn't get a, a Secret Santa present. Um, and everyone feels terrible. And so they sort of on the fly make snow out of, um, I don't know, like torn up papers or something. Oh, okay. um, And they sort of like have her come outside and like have it sprinkle. I thought New on Girl was set in New York. New Girl set in Los Angeles. Oh, whoa. Okay. Just blew your mind. Yeah. Um, no, it's very much set in Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and so it's, like, and it's it's because it's extra special because, like, you would never get snow in. Whereas, like, you know, if, if we're in Michigan and somebody wants to, like, 
drop some newspaper on my head. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Also, like, I feel like for New Girl, like, I haven't seen a lot of New Girl, but, like, them getting a regular snow machine is well within the show's parameter of hijinks, right? They didn't need to But do they the... couldn't do it immediately. They had to do okay. it right away. Okay, sure. Um, to, to... Right. Preserve this. Thing. You know. Um, but, I don't know. I, I think there's the... Yeah, it is, like, the, the location, like, is the, the snow is special. I mean, it's even... Okay. I've been resisting going to Game of Thrones. So okay, gonna... you can't. You can't. Okay. I mean, I'm saying, like, we're just not going to be like, oh, winter is coming or whatever. Okay. We'll see. But... <laughs> well, I just said the words, so you're not alone. Um, but, like, the fact that one of the final shots of the latest season was snow falling outside King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Um basically like this is the, this is the sign that winter is really here right mm-hmm. is that it's uh, it's snowing in a place that doesn't see snow right um, um whereas like the fact that it's continued snowing in the north is just like well yeah yeah i th- i think that's a good good point is just sort of like the the first snow of the season sorry is is that like winter is here mm-hmm. like we and and winter is just such a loaded time it's like you kind of have you have Thanksgiving, you have Christmas, you have New Year's, and even if you don't celebrate the holidays, usually everyone gets the same national holidays off. So it is mm-hmm. a time of family, mm-hmm. like traditionally. I mean, it's also like, you know, symbolically, a time of death and rebirth, right? Yeah, yeah, so... yeah. The old man being killed by the tiny baby on New Year's. Uh... <laughs> okay, I meant more like you know, like just in Trees. the way that like. The trees, yeah, the trees all, uh-huh. and the flowers all die, and then it's winter, and there's nothing like greenery is. Yeah, yeah, but I, I was thinking back in, in, spring, ter- in terms of like yeah, but like in terms of like traditions and stuff, right? It's yeah. it's the time the baby kills the old man. Yeah, <laughs> like where every year, like almost a lot of people every year sort of use the winter holidays as a time to see their family, and yeah. since it's one of the few times that they're with family, it's also a time of tradition, right? Mm-hmm. It's like every time. Um, well, I, w- I don't know if this is really a tradition, but, like, we usually go out to eat, like, for Christmas, and it's, like, a special er occasion than mm-hmm. just, like, you know, let's, I heard this new restaurant, let's try it out. Um, like, for me, Christmas has begun, or, like, the winter holidays is the time when I see all my friends from high school, basically. So, I can sort of see, like, that's how the first snow becomes so loaded. Like, how, um, how it's, like, how it just... Mm-hmm. adds all that like the only way it could be more perfect is if like the snow tastes like peppermint or something <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um yeah i mean that makes that makes sense and i think you know that's related to the fact that we literally have songs i don't know which came first the feeling or the songs or maybe they sort of mutually co-created each other or whatever but that are mm-hmm. saying you know it'd be great if this winter was white it'd be great if this winter was snowy mm-hmm. let it snow let it snow let it snow like yeah yeah <laughs> and i think and additionally, like for people who grew up in a place where it snowed, there was also always the, it's also made of snow day season. Oh, true. Which is snow days. Like stay. I think what a throwback. I know, but like what a. I just remember this like waking up like kind of early and like going to the channel and just being like, you know, two hour delay, two hour delay, closed, closed. And you're like crossing your fingers and you're like. Um. There was this movie that came out when I was a kid called Snow Day. Did you ever see it? Uh, you have to talk about the plot. <laughs> the plot was that these kids get a snow day. Okay, probably. And they get up to all kinds of, like, 
wacky hijinks, basically. And the um, the villain of the film is the the principal snowplower. Oh, I um, see. Huh? <laughs> like, no, don't plow. Right. Um, he's just doing his job. I think he was, you know, he was like creepy or whatever. But um, but it was definitely like. I was at the age where seeing that, I was like, yeah, that that's what a snow day is. I mean, you know, I wasn't getting up to quite those many hijinks, but this idea of, like, this is a really special day. It's like a gift because, like, you weren't supposed to get it and you did. <laughs> and then you, you you stole it. I, don't I mean, think. it is. It's stolen. Like, mm-hmm. you don't... It just happens, except I did learn this the hard way when I was a kid. Um, we had... Uh, a, like a week and a half, I think, of school canceled because we had a huge blizzard um, back, mm-hmm. God, 1997, 1998. Um, and it was in October. It was a total, like, freak blizzard. Um, and so we got all this time off of school and power was out. It was, wow. It was, it was like, really weird. Um, and everyone I know who, like, experienced it, like, we talk about it. Like, it was just like, <laughs> do you remember the blizzard of 1997? Um, but... The result of this was we missed so much school, like so much school was canceled that we had to make it up. Okay. And the way they did that by was by lengthening the school days um, oh. for the rest of the school year, or maybe not, but like for some portion of the school year. Oh um, wow! Yeah, which I mean, I guess that's better than like our. We actually had the same thing where like we had like a federally mandated number of like mm-hmm. days. So like once we used up our snow day yeah. allowance, we'd start getting additional days added on at the end mm-hmm. of the year. Um, I feel like just because adding hours sounds like it'd just be chaos. Yeah, I don't know, but that is how they did it. I remember. Um, it was weird. I don't know. I was like in second or third grade yeah, at the so, time, so I probably wasn't paying too close attention. I was just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I have to pay for that, you know, week I got off school. I actually liked school as a kid, so I don't know. <laughs> I still like school, sort of. Uh-huh. Um, well, I mean, you, are, you are a grad student, yeah. so I mean, there you, you did seek out addition, more yeah. school. Fair, fair. You like graduated, you're like, I want more school, please. Fair. Um, so, so, yeah, I think there is that, that those associations with, yeah, and I think it's it's always kind of just the the power of these associations mean like you can get a lot of it's like just a lot of emotional shorthand mm-hmm. like, uh, and I think like for television shows at least it's kind of like they're like oh we have to bring in the snow machines like we better make it work like you can't just sort of like oh there's snow on the ground. Yeah, um, gosh, that reminds me. Um, somebody told me this. Now I cannot um, remember. Oh, it was um, it was a friend from college who uh, her family is Peruvian, and she told me that on the the like nativity displays in Peru, they would like staple like white cotton to it. Oh. Um, and and like didn't necessarily know why, which I don't know. That sounds like apocryphal to me, uh-huh. but. I like the idea of just, like, it's just, like, yeah, the white stuff goes there. It's the, it's the white stuff. Um, I mean... You gotta have the white stuff. Like... TM. Historically, would it have been snowing? Well... Okay, I'm, I don't... I'm not gonna get... I don't right, right. That. I mean, I, I think the... And this is also apocryphal. Like, I am absolutely just... I think, like, baby Jesus was born in, like, June, July. I think it's the... Is what I've heard, but mm-hmm. I've kind of heard it as like from word of mouth, so it might not be true. But 
I don't know that we have those records. Anyway, <laughs> we're not going to talk about Jesus anymore. Um, well, we could. I mean, but we won't. <laughs> um, okay, so that's that's sort of like the, the like warm association. I mean, warmth. That's another like sort of... Right, like... Uh, the opposite side. Maybe it's cold outside. Yeah, or, um, you know, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. And mm. it's cold outside, but it's warm in here. And that's like a, a feeling that I think a lot of people find very coziness. cozy. Yeah, yeah coziness. Uh, what's that? What's that like Danish thing everybody was really into? I have no idea. The um, log? No, um, it was like or Swiss. I don't know. Schwimro. And it was like Hig- Higa. Hig- oh yeah, yeah. Were, were you? You were just talking about Somebody it. Somebody was just talking about Higa it. Higa sounds right. H y g g h. E. E. Anyway, it was like this this idea of like coziness and comfort. Um, and I I think I feel like it was a couple of years people got really into that around winter time. Um, How's that? Is that different from like regular coziness and I, comfort? I don't know. Is it like better? Does I it guess, like it's the definition better. includes like a hot mug of hot cocoa? I, which I sounds know. great it to does, me right does now. Sound great. I'm currently drinking lukewarm tea. Yeah, and I'm all right. I'm drinking apple cider because I got. Um, I mentioned this a few podcasts ago. I got a book about apples, and I just got like, and as a result, I'm just like really into apples now. Like. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I went to the uh, farmer shop, and I was like, oh, my God, those are new Evercrisp apples, the successor to the Honeycrisp. So, of course, I had to buy four of them. They're very sweet. They're very good. <laughs> um, okay, so what I was going to say was I think we should, like, look at the other side of winter, which I think is the, the more darker associations. Because I think, like, I mean, not to be all winter is coming, but, like... All right, Fine. I mean, in the context of Game of Thrones, in the context of a lot of things, like, the idea of the coming of winter is something you have to prepare yourself for. It's mm-hmm. something that um, is is burdensome, hard to survive, that, you know, foretells death. Yeah. Um, in, in particular ways. And it's natural. Like, maybe it's, it's just sort of like a cyclical thing that happens, but it's mm-hmm. not cozy, t- comfort, warm. Time of hardship. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. A time of hardship is a great way to put it. I think um, what what I find that this reminds me apparently there's this uh, farming game where if you don't store up enough food in time for winter, it just ends. You just like you get a game over. It's like you froze to death. Oh my god! Try harder next time. I mean, I guess that's. <laughs> yeah, but you can like go and buy food from your neighbors or something, right? Like. Well, okay. I mean, in in the context of these farming games, not necessarily. Yeah. You know, forever in general. I mean, I, I don't know about any farming games, but sure. Oops. But that is so. I just rewatched the movie Winter's Bone, um, which for those who haven't seen it is a very excellent um, film. It came out in twenty ten, starring Jennifer Lawrence before Jennifer Lawrence was like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about this very uh, poor rural, I think Appalachian community. Um, where this this seventeen year old girl Re um, is basically raising her two um, young siblings by herself, and her dad has gone missing, and if she can't find him, then she's going to lose her house and her land. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that uh, sort of comes up throughout the film, and it's it is set in the winter, and it is cold and snowy, and that is a very atmospheric part of it. But one of the things that comes up is the fact that. Um, she is, she is struggling to, like, to feed her family, to, um, you know, make ends meet, 
Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it is having to sort of rely on the kindness of neighbors and the kindness of family. Mm-hmm. Um, this gets complicated because a whole bunch of our family is just awful. Uh, <laughs> and so having to rely on them really sucks. But, um, but like, the, the sense is, like, they will not survive this winter because they don't have enough food. Because if their shelter gets taken away. Um, oh, sorry. I'm being too quiet again. Uh, and that... I lost my train of thought. But Sorry, the shelter will be taken away. And um, oh, yeah. So just this idea of, I think, in, in this particular case, like, winter really is um, this huge threat to this particular community. I mean, it's... It would be a completely different film if it was set in, you know... Seattle. Well, sure. It would definitely be very different. Or if it was set in summer. Like, not uh-huh. that there aren't problems with extreme heat, but it is a different thing. Okay. Um, Sorry, this like how... I was, like, immediately thought about, like, what if it was set in, like, urban Seattle instead of when you were just talking about, like, a difference of six months? <laughs> yeah. Well, if it was set in urban Seattle, I just... I don't know that the problems would be, like quite exactly be, the same. I don't know that they have the same, like, uh, right. it'll be, kinds of issues. In... It'd be the coffee shop AU. <laughs> Winter's Bone coffee shop AU. Right. Oh. If you can't find your dad to cover your shift. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was loud. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Um. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, I don't know. Like, I guess, I guess I'm thinking a lot about the 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 winter as um, as setting, as atmosphere, mm-hmm. um, as because my brain, of course, is always thinking about Game of Thrones. Like, I I think a lot about you know, like the way that the the North is is shown to be this um, mm-hmm. this snowy, wintry place, you know, year round or seasons round because seasons are. Yeah. Years long or whatever. Um, and then, you know, even beyond that, you have, like, above the wall where um, it's, like, hell, it's just always that cold, right, always yeah. that frozen, always, um, you know, very, very beautiful, but also, mm-hmm. like, it's hard to survive up there and pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, this kind of reminds me of um, a game I play, which I, I recommend a lot. I love it a lot. Uh, it's called Lost Constellation. It's by the same people who made Night in the Woods. Um, and it's set during winter. It's about basically like this uh, woman going through these uh, these woods in this very specific time. And like part of it, I mean, there's parts of it where like you build a snowman. Like you build a snowman, you like to commune with like the items that make up of it, make it, make up of it. And it's like kind of a small but like very charming part of the game. Um but also like kind of uses winter, I think, and uses our associations with winter very, very effectively. Like, um, and specifically like the combination of like, well, it's just like winter, the woods, like being lost in the woods. Um, For more on the woods, listen to our previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> the woods. Uh, and, and, you know, part of it's also about stargate, like stargazing, like oh. the lost constellation. Um, and that's also part of it, like the clear, clear winter nights, mm-hmm. right? That's also mm-hmm. something we, that's like kind of, we think about like, you know, seeing the stars in a way we don't use, like we don't see during the summer or the spring. 
I don't actually know about that, but that's because I don't go outside when it's dark in the winter because it's too cold and I hate okay. the winter. <laughs> but I believe you. Right. Okay. It, okay, sounds, sure. it sounds like a real thing. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so that's a game. What was it called again? Uh, Lost Constellation. Lost Constellation. And it's, and it's like an adventure game. So it's not very like, you know, you have to fight the, the you know, snowmen or whatever. It's just... Uh, just like, yeah, adventure game being like puzzle solving, point and click puzzle solving, uh, conversations with like mystic strangers mm-hmm. um, as you try to make it through these woods and like run afoul of a witch. <laughs> Hate when that happens. I mean, when you go into the woods, you, you're just like, there's a, there's there's a, a resident, there's, yeah. there's a witch. There's going to be a resident witch that sort of squatted on that spot and made it hers. Um, so. You may not know this off the top of your head. Are, is snow, like, often a component in, in games? I guess, like, I don't play games, so I don't really... The games, when I think about what video games look like, I think about, like, old-school Mario. Uh-huh. Oregon Trail? Oregon Trail, yeah. Is there snow in Oregon Trail? I feel like there I always died very early on. I did not get very far on the Oregon Trail. It's one of the things I feel like there must be, just because that that was a component. Yeah. Um, And, like, I'm not saying the game is historically accurate, but I think the game really didn't pull any punches when it came to, like, subjecting your three friends and the name you wish you gave your dog or whatever to the privations of nature. Yeah. Dysentery. uh, It was always dysentery. It was always... Or... I killed too much meat and used up all my bullets because hunting was fun and then I couldn't take any of it with me and it all spoiled and then I had no food. I think for me what happened very frequently was like all my shit would just get carried off by the river. Oh yeah. I mean, you you like, tried to ford the river? No, you like like okay, I'll cock and float across the river and be like, oh, you yeah. idiot. Like don't do it. Never do it. You're just gonna get like carried south. It's um, like all your stuff floated away and your oxen are dead. Right, yeah. It's like, oh well. You know, um, but I mean, in video games, at least, uh, snow is very, like, if, if we're not talking about, like, specifically survival-focused games, mm-hmm. where, like, you're actively fighting hypothermia, um, or the temperature outside is um, a component of, like, trying to survive, it is, like, very aesthetic. It's sort of, like, it's it's snowing, it's winter, like, where it's a time of... Um, kind of contemplation like i know in stardew valley you know another farming game like winter is the season where like none of your crops will grow so it's kind of invited as a time to like um just sort of like do renovations like change out change up how your farm looks go like talk to the people in town but and like in i know in like zelda breath of the wild there's also like frigid climbs where it's like you have to bundle up um but i mean i think it it there's always a stark beauty in it. There's always like, you're you're seeing a different, like you're seeing a different side of nature, mm-hmm. um, that only the snow can bring out. Only like the the bare trees and mm-hmm. the sub zero temperatures <laughs> can really enable. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know how to respond to that mm-hmm. yeah no I mean, that's you don't necessarily have to respond to it you can always just i mean i guess i'm just thinking about um, I, I i continue to sort of like mull over like snow and things that i i think of when i think of snow in these sort of like fictional contexts mm-hmm. and 
I am going to return to Game of Thrones again. Okay, go for it. Um, but there is actually a scene that I think of as being really representative of some of what we're talking about, like some of these ideas, um, which is, I don't know how well you remember this this scene. It's in the third book and then in the maybe fourth season of the show, where after Sansa has um, gone off with Littlefinger to the to the Eyrie, mm-hmm. and she she steps outside from sort of where, whatever. She goes outside, and it's, like, snowing, and she builds a snow castle of Winterfell. Oh, yeah, yeah. And in the book, it, like, very clearly has these lines where after sort of all this shit that she's been through in King's Landing, um... And before she realizes all the shit that she's about to go through yeah. with Littlefinger, um, <laughs> she she looks out and she sees all this snow and how everything is sort of white. And she's like, this is a pure world and I don't belong in it. Mm-hmm. But she goes out into it nevertheless and builds this sort of like replica of her home in snow. Mm-hmm. Um, which I always, I don't know, I just thought it was such a beautiful scene. I, right, I like, yeah. remember it very well. And I think the in that scene, like, she's rebuilding, she's, like, recreating Winterfell. Like, this thing that she's she's lost, and she has lost for quite a long time now. Like, mm-hmm. she hasn't seen it, mm-hmm. uh, seen her home, but she's, like, recreating the gardens and, like, the greenhouses and uh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, and it's, it's, it's also about reclaiming herself as a northerner, too, I think. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, she had been the girl who wanted to go south, who wanted to um, be away from Winterfell. Yeah. And, you know, sort of... As we know, as the series progresses, that becomes the exact opposite of who she is, and she really reclaims herself as a northerner. Um, and I think you know that moment of being like, "This, this snow is what I want. This, you know, castle of snow that I built is what I want." Mm-hmm. Um, is is that moment? Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I think like the this sort of like is kind of hopping off to another point, but like the um, the idea. I mean, the snow. The, it's just it's just so weird to me sometimes like the the kind of world we live in but like snow is such like a good building material right mm-hmm. like it's just, I don't know to ex- the extent you like did snowmen or stuff but like it was it's just kind of crazy to me how yeah um and I think this is sort of reminding me of like Talvin and Hobbes where, where like um you kind of have like the snow goons as a, have you read Calvin and Hobbes? I mean, you know, I read some Calvin okay. and Hobbes, but not like, I don't know it in and out. <laughs> okay. One of the kind of classic um, strip archetypes is like Calvin building like these extremely elaborate and like sometimes gruesome <laughs> um, snow, snowmen, which, uh, which I think is also, I mean, it's also part of it. I mean, it's snowmen are also part of winter. And like, that's part of what the first snow promises. It's mm-hmm. like, you can go out. Build your snowman with like the coal eyes and the, you know, carrot, ha- carrot nose, mm-hmm. and then you're like your punk neighbors would like kick them down the next day or something. I mean, yeah, I feel like we could do an entire segment at least on snowmen, Frosty, and um, the one from Frozen. Oh yeah, Frozen. And then I guess that movie that came out that was really bad. Oh no. Oh right, yeah, okay. The, the snowman. Uh, yeah, yeah, this the eponymous. Dear Mr. Policeman. <laughs> God. Sorry. I believe, okay, I can't believe I just like completely blanked on. Um, um, I was gonna say, um, Last Guardians was it Rise of the Guardians? That one with like hot Jack Frost was the main oh, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, people what? were into that. Yeah, like I did see it. I do not remember it at all. Okay, I mean, I I don't really remember it either. I just do remember like I said Jack Frost because I remember you told me like there was some very weird ship. 
Oh, yeah, people were, um, so there was, it was Rise of the... Guardians. No, 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 I know, but people had some Rise of the Tangled Frozen Dragons or something, where they would, like, put together a whole bunch of different things, and so I think they shipped him with, um, I mean, I think various people, but I think with the guy from the dragon movie, How to Train Your Dragon... I think they shipped him with like Elsa from Frozen. Okay. Um, you know, kind of kind of obvious there. Yeah, that was a bit obvious. Sure. Um, but uh, Frozen actually um, is kind of a, a good example of um, combining a lot of what we're talking about. Weirdly, mm-hmm. um, where the snow is both this warm familial thing. You know, it's like, do you want to build a snowman? And it's this um, um, way that these sisters are bonding and it's sort of seen as this like, you know, um, special thing that Elsa can do, but then it also has this danger to it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like meteorological, like, like there's no real, like you're going to freeze to death, but there is. And I think what's, what's interesting is, um, and we sort of get this in game of Thrones too. It's like the, the Bigfoot thing, right? It's like the, uh, the snowy woods, like the both become, like, the woods are already, like, we don't know what's in there, but, like, the woods in winter are, like, you will die if you come <laughs> in here and you don't know what you're doing. And that's not necessarily just because of, like, they're, the woods, you can no longer really, for- like, the idea, like, you can't really forage anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, there are monsters in the woods. There's, right, like there's snow guardians or... Right, or white walkers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, were there monsters in Frozen? Well, there, well, there was, she like... She's a monster. She, well... No, but like she makes like the snow guardians, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. have to like foil them. That's true. That's true. Um, I mean, and to some people, she's a monster, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's um, the X Men thing. The X Men thing, exactly. No, 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 exactly. <laughs> that sounded dismissive, but yes, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we just we just talked about a bunch of. Snow related, snowmen related uh, items. And we could probably like reverse. <laughs> this is like 20 seconds since we last talked about it. I completely forget. Other than the snowman movie. What are some other snowmen? Uh, like Frosty the Snowman. Frosty oh, Snowman. Or that movie where <laughs> this kid's dad dies and then his like spirit goes into a snowman. Okay, definitely. I believe that movie may have been called Jack Frost. I definitely remember this movie, but, like, only vaguely. Yeah. Like, I've definitely yeah. seen it. Right, like, when you were real little. Yeah. Yeah, same. I feel like there's, like, some tragic part where his dad melts. <laughs> I mean, I mean I, that does seem like the logical conclusion. Right, right. Like if, well, if I he, hope his, like, spirit leaves the snowman first and then melts. Right, he doesn't, like, die. He's like, hello. <laughs> I guess not hello. We're like, hello. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like that's the, the logical, um, the nemesis of snowmen. I think it's funny just, like, of snowmen as this, like, weird, westernized, secular guardian of of the snows. Um, of this, like, homunculus you create and imbue with your own... F- <laughs> I mean, there's, like, let's build a snowman and call him Parson Brown, right? Yeah. Like, we, we, will, we, will, cr- we will make you... Yeah. And you will do our bidding. And In this case, marry us. fake marry us. Maybe real marry. I don't know that a snowman can legally... <laughs> it's, a, it's not legally recognized by the state as a marriage. 
can bind you in marriage. Um, yeah, it's weird though because I feel like I don't see snowmen very often anymore. I, I feel like when I was a kid. I mean, I don't see them very often because I've been in San Francisco like oh, fair. Okay. my last like eight years. But fair. you have no excuse. Um, like, are we going to build a snowman this year? Like, I hope so. I don't know. Maybe it just hasn't been enough good snow. Yeah, that's true. Um, if snows the past few winters, snows too cold. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I don't know. Or or kids are just too busy playing inside yeah. on their video games and, and iPods. And fidget spinning. <laughs> fidget spinning. You don't go outside and enjoy the beauty of nature. No. You're like, oh, <laughs> it's too cold to fidget spin. <laughs> um, no, but like when I was a kid, I definitely, I, I always built snowmen and I was not an outdoorsy kid, but mm-hmm. I did, I built snowmen. I sled it. I went sledding. Yeah, it was like, fun. Like classic. I built, you know, little caverns of snow. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I really enjoyed building snowmen. Yeah. Um, and, you know, occasionally they get kicked in by the punk kids next door or whatever, but... Mine didn't. Uh, such a wholesome neighborhood. No, I think... <laughs> there weren't really that many kids in my neighborhood. I think that was kind of it. And that was, that was always, um... Uh, yeah, it was, it was, like, kind of part of it was also the fact we were, like, wet and freezing <laughs> by the end. Yeah. It was, it was terrible. I mean, like, it was physically uncomfortable. But, like, for some reason, that was just, like, yeah. You're yeah, just, like, cool, yeah. that's part of the process. Right. You're, like, yeah. You're just, like, you're very cold. You're, like, go inside, take a warm bath, mm-hmm. or, like, rub some feeling back into your toes, which you're not supposed to do if you have frostbite, as I've learned. Oh, drink a cup of hot cocoa. That was mine. Right, yeah. Drink drink a hot, cup of hot cocoa. Um, oh, yeah, snowball fights. I think I think it's, it's interesting to sort of look at the ways which discomfort is kind of embraced as part of the season. Even while we've spent the last, like, 40 minutes complaining about how cold it will be. <laughs> well, no, but I think I think we are hitting on exactly what it is, which I think we've, we've kind of said before, but it is the, the contrast. I think there is something, like, the snowman, building the snowman is, like, wonderful, but then the coming inside and, you know, your mom or whoever bringing you a mm-hmm. cup of hot cocoa or, like, you know, your, like, mittens are wonderful because they're so cute and they keep your hands warm. Um mm-hmm. But, you know, in order to experience them, you have to, like, go out into the... My mittens have definitely trapped me on the one side of a door multiple times. I'm just like, oh, I can't get a grip. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, or, like, sort of the, the classic idea of the fireplace, right? The, mm. the, the roaring fire that you sit beside. Um, Hot apple cider. Yeah, and, and you can sort of look out your window and see the snow and see the cold and no it's out there um but you can always come in from it mm-hmm. um i think yeah i think that's like such a major that's a, that's the major thing about like snow as cozy versus snow as yeah it will kill you right. it's like it's like oh i'm so cold like i just like duck inside whenever versus the you know i'm I have, so cold i will never be warm again i'm cold down to my bones in every like, conceivable way except now i'm really warm and i really want to take a nap <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if that guy in the secret history almost died just from that, I don't know how anybody survives on Game of Thrones. Well, here's the thing. Like, yeah, Game of Thrones... Is fantasy? Well, yes, I, I'm I was going to say that, so but... So is that book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say that, but I was going to say, like, um, there's, like, a lot of instances where they, like, go into the water, and I'm like, you can't do that in winter. Like, you... you, you you in your body temperature just like 
you instantly get oh, hypothermia. Yeah. There is no reason John did not die in the latest like, season. I, he was, like, completely submerged in frozen water. And then you, like, he continued being wet for, like, a very long so time. So long! I was, so long! It's, like, one of those things where, like, I, I just kept expecting them to sort of bring up just because I was like, okay, I can't believe that, like, you know, they don't need hoods or anything, but, like, they've been, like, taking us dunk in this frozen pond for, like, five minutes, mm-hmm. and... I don't, I'm, I'm a city slicker with like no knowledge of how the, how the wilds work, but I can probably tell you that that's real bad news. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it's his fire zombie-ness keeping him alive. I don't know about anybody else though. God. Yeah. Like, well, everyone else, I mean, there's that one kid who also fell in, but had to like get on a horse or something and ride oh, back. wasn't it Gendry? Gendry? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I was really expecting like them to find this like frozen corpse, like clasping the reins, like you know, like the end of the shining, just, just like <laughs> like he just like falls I mean, off the horse like, in the same position. But like everything about that episode made no goddamn sense. Yeah. Honestly, baby John did die in that little frozen hole and that's why he got so weird afterwards with Daenerys. Like, <laughs> so this is this is your new Daenerys theory. Is like, John, John is like John is dead. John is dead. It's it's some sort of Magical recreation of him who's ice like, zombie. yes, my queen. Yes. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my biases are becoming far too obvious. <laughs> um, but I think I think it's really funny that you mentioned, like, the snowman. And if, you know, it's it's a t- Twitter thing. If, I don't know if it still will be by the time you hear it or if you're aware of it. But it's, like, that movie, The Snowman, where, like, the poster is, like, a very poorly drawn snowman where the the in childish script it says, Mr. Policeman, I gave you all the clues. You could have saved her. You could have saved her, right. Yeah, I forgot that part. Um, apparently the premise is based on a book by um, like a one of those Swedish crime novelists. Um, it's about a serial killer who like kills people and either puts their body, puts their head inside a snowman like in the snowman's head so that as it melts the head comes out or like puts a snowball on top of a headless body right i guess or... i guess it, it it's i forget I, I do remember reading a review but i do forget which one it is no i think and, he does both and it, it does seem like there there are certain advantages and disadvantages to adam like the first one let's be real you're not finding out that he killed these people until like pretty late yeah. like the the spring yeah um second one extremely obvious <laughs> one <laughs> Like, this, is, this is a situation where you're like, okay, so <laughs> I know what happened here. Um, uh, and, and, you know, I think um, I think it's funny because it, it, it sounds like one of those movies where someone's like, oh, you thought, like, snowmen were cute. Well, now snowmen are bad. Snowman. I mean, I think there's a horror movie, too, with, like, an evil snowman. Oh, I'm sure there is. Um, but, like, that seems much more honest to the yeah, idea of, like... Yeah, that's true than, like, this... Than, like, a serial killer that uses... It, this is, like, a... This is, like, a... What's that... What's that show you watch? Like, Mental Crimes? Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds. The selfie killer? Yeah, yeah this is, like, the <laughs> selfie killer. It's, like, be careful. If you go make a snowman, the snowman killer will come out and put your head inside the snowman. <laughs> like, it's not... It's not, like, um... Like I said, like, for some reason, the idea of, like, a killer snowman is, like, a very... It's, like, okay, right, it's, it's like, frosty but bad. Like, right, I it's get like, it. it's, like, the killer leprechaun thing, right? It's, just like, oh, it's, like, it's like a funny horror thing. Right, it's it's a leprechaun but bad. Yeah. Like, it's a pot of heads instead of gold or, yeah. I don't know, testicles or something. <laughs> I think it's still gold. I think he just kills people for the gold. Why does he kill people for the gold? People don't carry around gold anymore. Well, they have, like, gold fillings and stuff. 
Oh, okay. That that kind of makes sense. I don't know why they, I've never seen any of these movies. <laughs> okay. okay, so I'm wait. I'm basing this entirely on, I listened to an episode of a podcast where I think it was the McElroys talking about watching one of the Leprechaun movies. One of, not, and not the one where he turns into a Leprechaun. No. God. I, I. Wait, so, so do you know if the Leprechaun can like decide, or like does the Leprechaun like kill someone's like, no feelings here. Damn. I don't know. Fucked up this one. I don't know. Pulled out all those teeth for nothing. It was like in like gold watches and stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can see that, right? You're like, you flash too much gold and the person kills you. It's like, it's gold plated. Why don't you even do this? I think that it's like the leprechaun goes into like a feeding frenzy at the oh. sight of gold. I, I like that idea. It's like, it's very goofy, but <laughs> I I appreciate it. Yeah. Like this is, this is like bad frost. I like bad frosty. So um, what would, what would... Frosty go into a feeding frenzy for? I mean, I just sort of see this idea, like, like, wouldn't a bad Frosty want to create more bad Frosties? Mm. And, like, and like, just be enraged by the fact that the snowman the bad Frosty creates does not achieve sentience as well. This is kind of like oh a God, this is Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster scenario. It's like, <laughs> I need, I need my, like, sexy snow wife, but, but my human, I must find my human creator. <laughs> I will kill my human creator. Oh. And then it's just like two kids were just like, we just put a magic hat on you. And the snowman's just like, it was the hat. And it's like, it's like the conundrum. Like, do you take the hat off to bestow your snow child with life? Like this kind of weird Phoenix mythology situation. Like as one snowman dies, another lives. Or... I'm really Another re- murderous snowman. Right. Well, like maybe not murderous anymore. Like once oh. he realizes murder is futile, futile. Um, I really lost track of where this is going. I don't know, but I like it. Let's make it. <laughs> Let's make it. Let's. Um, this is this is like the 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 question of self and humanity as applied to like snowbots instead of robots. No. <laughs> Like I, <laughs> what? Sorry. Like I, I. Okay, so we're coming up towards end, and I guess this is a good time to mention. Like I've been playing Near Automata, which is apparently a game about like robots and sentience and, and what it means to be human, uh, and what humanity means. But as far as I can tell, it's just the guy really loves like it's just like a very scantily clad robot woman in like sexy thigh highs and like a short skirt killing thing killing other robots and like there's like some weird bits like that's not the weird bit that's not the weird bit mm-hmm. that's like that's I'm every just, video game that's that's like i'm like okay so this is like we- fan service um and like there's weird bits where like there's other machines there's like machines that like want to be human like machines like uh, mimicking human family patterns but i've only played through it once um you're supposed to like each time like like, apparently, like, the second, third, and fourth time you play through it, you play through it from, like, different perspectives or something. Mm-hmm. So, like, you get... And, like, the story kind of heats up. Uh, but so far, I'm not seeing it. Mm. So far, I'm just, like... Well... This guy loves his titty. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good sneak preview at our sometime upcoming robot episode. Right, we're watching... Uh, we're re-watching Westworld. Well, I'm watching for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once we finish that, we're doing a robot episode, hopefully with a guest... Uh, Accredited guest guest speaker. A guest, yeah. A yeah. guest. She does um, a lot of stuff on robots, and she'll definitely be very intelligent 
yeah. about it other than me being like, yep, this guy loves his titty. Yeah, we watched Robots. like one episode of, of Westworld with her and she just like said all this like stuff and I was like, oh, okay. I was just like, wow, they're treating women bad. The women are robots, but it's still bad. <laughs> I think, yeah, we could probably do an entire, like, it, we could probably do, like, an entire podcast on just, like, Stranger Things or Westworld without, and the bonus is, we're not, like, creating an entire podcast around that that thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, this is kind of a, a side, um, but I'm just sort of thinking aloud. Oh, yeah. I I figured we would probably do that. Yeah, I mean, it's still... Like a Harry Potter episode or a Game of Thrones episode. Within our purview, right? But the stories we tell, but a story we tell, tell about us. Yeah. Tells about us? Tells. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, All right, was that... that, Have we moved on to recommendations then? What what are... Or not recommendations, but like what we're reading and stuff? Yeah, I mean... Okay, is that yours? Anything else? Um... I don't think so. I think I've been doing that. I've been, um, I recently released the game, uh, Intercontinental. Um, this was after, did I, I'm just going to plug it on the podcast. Do it. Um, go check it out at, uh, so it's umbrella dash aisle as an I S L E, uh, dot H I T C H dot I O slash intercontinental. Um, it was just a small game I put together while I was in Taiwan about, um, just like mess, like, like sending messages to loved ones, like from a bunker while you're waiting for, it's like a typing tutor kind of game with missiles. Um, and kind Um, of, it's probably also linked on your Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. You can find it on my Twitter too, which I'll, we'll say at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, that's it. Alright, let's see. For me, um, I just finished reading Bastard Out of Carolina by Dorothy Allison, which was very good and very hard to read. Um, A lot of bad things happen in it. Um, I'm actually writing a final paper about it in Winter's Bone, which is why I rewatched Winter's Bone. Um, So that was good. I just today read this, like, very short, um, like, fantasy novella called The Drowning Eyes by... Uh, I want to say like Emily Price. I could that could be wrong, um, but it was it was really, it was interesting. Um, you know, I feel like it it was dealing with some of the similar Emily Foster. Sorry, it was dealing with some of the um, the questions about like oh if you have the ability to control the weather, special you know can you hurt more than you help? Blah blah blah. Um, I don't know. It was fun. And other than that, oh, I've just been listening to Reputation, like, nonstop. <laughs> um, I really thought that this was going to be a bad... So this is the new Taylor Swift album, for those of you who are somehow unaware. Um, but I thought it was going to be really bad, and it's not. It's pretty good, actually. <laughs> I gave so that you was all a, the clues, Molly. <laughs> yeah, she gave me all the clues. Um, but they didn't add up until you had the whole picture. So that's been fun. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. That's about it. But actually, going back to snow, there's one thing I did want to talk about, oh. which is, we, we kind of talked about it earlier, but it's bad snow. And it's like, it's the snow that the day after it snows, when like all the cars have run through it and people have plowed it. And I think it just gets too little recognition. Like, like this is like... Yeah, I feel like it gets a lot of recognition, actually. It gets a lot of recognition because it's like what we have to live with for months yeah. on end. Because like, that's what snow really is. Yeah, yeah, like you're like, oh, it's like this like 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 thick like coarse grain snow with like bits of black 
uh, grit in it because yeah. that's that's like that's what snow is after it first falls, and we just like never see it. It's always like pristine, white, like fluffy snowballs. It's like like look. I feel like that's because in movies the snow is probably fake most of the time. Right. Yeah. Like you don't really see like the like the classic. It's a garbage bag frozen to the ground in the snow drift. That's like, yep, that's that's winter. Or like um, the classic, oh, cool, the plow just sort of entombed our garbage can. And we have to like spend 30 minutes to dig it out by hand to like rescue it like someone in an avalanche. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that the, the day after snow is basically the exact opposite of the it's a pure world reaction. It's the... Oh no, it's a real dirty world. <laughs> it's There's a, real, a lot of uh, real dirty world. pollution and um, just cars doing things and people doing things and, and like, dogs peeing on things. Right, you, and you're like, okay, so like there's a hole, there's like there's that yellow hole of a dog <laughs> pee and like there's that like weird brown, like dark brown gray slush that's like the car slush, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the stuff that you get, that gets stuck in like a big clump at the back tire or something. Mm-hmm. And I just think like, and those are all images that I can, like, I can picture in my mind with, like, exceptional clarity because there's so much part of winter, but, like, you just never see on TV shows. And I think, or, like, or like books and stuff. And I think it's a crying shame. I think Bad Snow deserves its time in the spotlight. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I do think it's gotten some attention, but I could not tell you off the top of my head where, so I will not uh, all right. make any grand plans. Write it down. We'll get back to it in the recap episode. Okay. If we ever do one of those. Um, we will do one of those. Okay. At some point. Uh, all right. I think that's that's it then. Yeah, that's it. Sign off. Yeah. Um, as usual, find our... Um, we have a collective Twitter at StoryGutsCast. Uh, and we also have our individual Twitters. Uh, mine's Alonculus. A-L-O-N-K-U-L-O-U-S. Thank you. And mine's at the Molly Jean. That's M-O-L-L-Y-J-E-A-N-N-E. So, at the Molly Jean. Um, and... Yeah, that's Our it. next episode will be in two weeks. We should be back to a regular schedule now. Um, briefly, we briefly, might... Briefly, and then things may change a little bit over the holidays. We'll see. Yeah. Because um, I think by the schedule, um, we have an episode that's supposed to come out on Christmas and on New Year's Day. So, I don't know that... Oh, will, yeah, yeah. That that's, will It's a difficult... That's difficult... Um, Needles of thread. But our next episode at least should be on time. Mm-hmm. And I think that is it. So, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. Um, this has been Story Guts, and I'm Molly Curran. And I'm Alice Sly. Stay hungry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>